Well, hello, everybody. It's DM Seth here, along with Connor. Oh, hello. Adam. Why, hello. And the recently crystally deceased Jacob. I'm dead. Wait, Jacob died? <laughs> oh, no. I died. We're actually doing a seance. This is a seance right now, and so far it's been a success. <laughs> we want to record it live to prove Jacob, that it's real. can you hear us? Can you hear us, Jacob? Yes, I can. Now, who is your favorite here? You can be honest. Well, my ghostly spirit always tells the truth. <laughs> Unlike your physical, physical body. <laughs> but unfortunately... The only thing I did right in my actual life before I, I moved on was, was that I loved myself most. And that's the only way. <laughs> that's the only way to, to die. Boo, I'm ending this seance. <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> Starts blowing out the candles. <laughs> I'll curse your family. <laughs> it's very appropriate that we have a ghost here because uh, my little game for today was to ask each of you if you could have lunch with anybody who was dead, who would it be? Ooh, Jacob included. Wow. <laughs> this is a bit of a tough one. I was kind of thinking on it too, and I, I was struggling. That's a hard question. Anyone who's got one, speak up. Uh, I think I would like to talk to Jack Black. He he was so dead. <laughs> yes, he is. Don't believe the conspiracy. <laughs> uh, no, in all seriousness, probably um, not to get so sad, but Robin Williams. I'd love to talk to him. He was a fantastic comedian. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Personally, I was thinking like if if I was to talk to somebody who was dead. Uh, in an avalanche with them. I wouldn't really want to dive into a pool of even like the last like couple hundred years. Like, I, I would want to go pretty far back. Yes. Yeah. I, I, and I'm assuming there's no language barrier or anything in this scenario because they're a ghost. All ghosts speak the same language. But I don't know. I was like Alexander the Great, any of those civilization mm. people that I al always play in Civ. <laughs> like, just to really figure out how to use those resources. No, I just think it would be cool to you know hear about a culture so distant from our own. Yes. Yep. Connor and Jacob, I need an answer. <laughs> um, probably like King Arthur or something. I watched an anime recently. She was so cool. She was... <laughs> <laughs> she had a scowl and everything. As hell. <laughs> Which saber are we talking about? Wow. Uh, saber <laughs> from Breaking Fate's Day. Um, I never knew those like historical figures were so badass. She's definitely the coolest though. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so saber or King Arthur rather. <laughs> Connor. <laughs> these are some tough follow-ups. Jack Black, Saber, <laughs> man, all these dead people. I, yeah, I don't know, man. Like it's uh it's it's pretty tough. You know, it's what I, what I'd probably go with is uh I don't know if recently you guys saw there was this like new skull that was found in like China that's uh, supposed to be uh kind of like a weird like uh, mid stage of like the development of like humans of like human evolution, and it's like a, so it's like an ancient ancestor in that regard. I, I want to sit down with that guy, 
just so I can talk to him about how many people have just been laughing at the shape of his skull. And just like, man, everybody Aww. thinks you're an idiot. <laughs> no. He probably was pretty dumb, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> but no, honestly, I I think talking to like a caveman or something, like from like, like that movie Encino Man, just like bringing somebody from like way, way in the past and just showing them like the modern day and just being like, look at, look at this ship, man. And just like blowing their mind for like an hour. I think that'd be a pretty good time. Uh, or do you know what for real probably someone from when the uh pyramids were built 100 percent. i'd be like how did you do it just show me <laughs> the schematics i would like to see that i'm thinking adam loki believes in like the alien theory of that i he's don't just like, he's just i don't that out there no no but i just from the small amount of research i've done it's basically from what we know the technology that existed back then it was basically impossible for them to construct what they did back then so i would like to see like how did you yeah well they didn't have ipads to kind of distract them so that's true (laughs) you know and and pharaoh might just say lots of slaves in which case but i'll say i'm out of here they were just built different okay (laughs) Um, And we're going to discuss that on Discussions by the Dungeon. There, there you go. Welcome to our history podcast. Um, But no, great answers. But we're all alive. uh, So let's celebrate that by playing a game where we have to save a dead man. A dead rabbit. (laughs) Oh, wait, Seth. Before we start, I want to start a new segment. Go for it. Okay. What is that easy to start new segments around here? I want to start a new <laughs> segment. Yeah, you could you could have done that. You guys could have done this at any time. The yes, exactly. Okay, uh, I'm gonna call this just off the tongue the super grateful, non-hateful iTunes review. Ah, <laughs> so the guys don't know that I'm doing this. So this is a an iTunes review that we had. This is a couple years old now, but I thought I would read it. Uh, Teammate, wahoo! Don't know what that's referencing. Uh, this podcast is fantastic. The world is so immersive, incredible detail in all facets. Interesting characters with extensive backstory. You find yourself really caring about the characters, NPCs included, and their decisions. Full of action, mystery, friendship. Maybe not so in this episode. And adventure, I would recommend this podcast to anyone. That was by Dan Rob Som. Aw. Thanks, Dan. Yeah, that was so nice. I don't know about you guys. I have a super hard time accepting compliments. You know, it's always just kind of like, eh. You know, it's like, uh, so this segment is going to slowly kill me if we keep doing it. But thank you, Dan. Or it's going to develop a new skill in you. Yeah, thank you, Dan. It's nice to hear those reviews. Seth, Seth, say say thank you. Take the compliment. I said thank you. No, I want, I, wanted, I want it to be quiet. No one else talking. No over talk. I want, I want to hear you say it. Thank you, Dan. See, <laughs> it's not that hard. Yeah, man, Dan's going to delete his review because I wasn't thankful enough. <laughs> Tell Dan you want to hang out with him. You want to hang out with Dan. <laughs> Dan. Dan, let me come over to your house. That's yeah. uh, a little too soon for that. <laughs> Uh, let's do another new segment called Recap. Uh, buckle in, everybody. Ooh, I like that. Blah, 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 blah. 
last time on Cheaper by the Dungeon, the gang uh, was dealing with the aftermath of Zippy's death and uh, Norman having gone Royce mode. Uh, they were in the chambers of Verulius uh, when wizard's guards came in and, and were just accusing them of everything. They were pinned up to walls with, with telepathy. They were freaking out because the crystal was gone. But between Norman, Darian, and Randy, they managed to smooth talk their way out and convince them somebody else stole it and they were the first responders to try and save the king. Um, during that whole confrontation, Norman had an epiphany that Zippy, while dead, his soul may not have been sent to the deep. It might have instead been sucked up into the crystal. Uh, they took the crystal that had been shrunk down and they hid it in uh, Darien's bag of holding as they made their way back to the airship and docked on the center island of Jadu, where they came up with a plan. A plan to save Zippy. But while they were having their kind of emotional conversations with Apophis, Bradley, James, Robin, all this stuff, Zippy was doing some weird shit in the crystal. <laughs> Riding a goat named Jeremy, a crystal goat, seeing crystal worms, seeing this this mountainous area in this with pink clouds and a pink sky, and this extremely long set dinner table with all the past people who've been stored in the crystal, each at a seat. Um, but once they discovered that Zippy was not in fact a wizard not powerful enough to be really, you know, what they were looking for, for, for wizards to enter the crystal. They only want the powerful. They threw him off the table down to another section of the table where they put the unwanteds. Zippy fell through the clouds and landed at a table covered in snow, freezing cold, thick air. And Zippy met some interesting folk the Dibs family, who apparently are previously wizard hunters and also have some connection to Lou Blonger, because apparently some Dibs shed their name. They didn't like it. They, they want to be separated from it and became different, different last names, one of them being Blonger. Bum, bum, bum. And then I still don't get that reference. <laughs> Could you imagine if I dropped that and you're like, uh, K? I don't care. These are a bunch of no names. I don't you know, Blonger? We run into Lou Blonger and he's like, yeah, no connection. No connection to that family. I only know a Stu Bonger. <laughs> Stu Bonger. Uh, All this time I had something in my ear. I thought your name was Stu. Oh my gosh. But Norman and Darian, you met up, and despite your uh, Darian's anger towards you right now, Norman, and distrust of you, you both are going to work together to go to the Whimsy World Island of Jadu to look for some shady individuals, maybe a necromancer. You're going to do your best. And that's where we're going to start. You two are crossing a magical, ethereal-made bridge, just like the ones that are connected to all the islands, and you're leaving it, walking to an island off Shadu that 
is just kind of like lit up. The sun has set, it's becoming dusk, and there's just like spotlights shining into the sky. You can hear some music playing, you can hear some laughter and cheers. It's almost as if you can see like a circus big top in the back and also lots of like performances going on, street magic, which is just magic. And also all this, uh, this other, basically it's, it's the entertainment district of Jadu. And you guys land on the island off the bridge and you see a street full of activities and entertainment and bullywugs. Uh, eating candy, running around, other other creatures also just having a good time in this district. What would you like to do? Um, so kind of as the two of them step off the bridge, um, you see Darian just kind of, you know, wipe some, some dried blood off the side of his mouth, off of his, his pale skin, uh, and... Uh, he stands there with his silk white hair as a reminder that he's currently winter and he turns to Norman alright I know time is of the essence here but uh, let's still try and avoid any kind of combat right now I for some godforsaken reason this has been one of the hardest days of my life and I am still in really rough shape so no fights yeah you're getting some grey you got some grey hair going on I was going to say something to you before, but it wasn't the right time, you know, with everything that's, good. that's been going on. You're clever. I, uh, it's a good joke. Really good timing. Appreciate it. You know, it, it doesn't look bad on you. You know, like for elves, you're supposed to be immortal, you know, and ageless. You got like a silver fox thing going on. It's it's nice. With Pepper, it's a, it's a nice... I'm getting distracted. Let's go. Uh, DM, are there other... Like, you said that there's mu- magic going on. Is there music going on or any... Or any um, the buskers? Yeah, you see lots of like stands with buskers uh, and selling, you know, treats, some goodies, some clothes, some other wares. You actually see walking up to you two is an animated gummy bear, like a five pound gummy bear, like a hefty gummy bear. And they just walk up and they're like, hello, new visitors, I can tell. Here, take an arm. And they extend their arm out, their little nub arm to you. And they're like, take it. What's the charge? It's free! Uh, I feel like there's a catch. I always feel like there's a catch or something like this. Yeah. I want to I insight this gummy bear. You want to insight it? Okay. <laughs> Go, roll. I, I want to do roll. that too. This feels super sus. Uh, Modify 20. Oh, 14. Yeah. Uh, Norman, Norman, you can tell this probably isn't free. <laughs> whatever, whatever he's going to give you, it's probably going to have some sort of cost. It's probably like free to try, pay to play kind of thing. You know, they always get you with that. You know, it's like in-app purchases kind of thing. In-bite purchases or something like that. Uh, no, thank you. We're on a mission right now. In fact, actually, we're looking for directions. Could you help us? You're not taking an arm? Uh, no, but oh, I hope... fuck you! And they, like, <laughs> pop it off and it just... Oh. And then they, they, it just pops off and they chuck it at your head. And it just, like, sticks to your head and it's like... And, like, kind of melts. And he's like, fuck, I can't get a brick around here! And he just walks into an alley. What color was he? He was red. <laughs> ah! Mmm! <laughs> Strawberry, cherry, what am I dealing with? Uh, you can tell it's, like, a really, like, oversweet cherry. Like... Like, no one would pay for this unless they were swindled into it. <laughs> you know, it's like sucralose or like aspartame. You can tell it's not the real thing. Yeah. But as they're walking away, you just see their arm just 
like a new one pops into place. It's, it's just infinite gummy. I wonder if that's the same magic as the the objects in the the other island I was in before. It's some some pretty weird magics going on around here. Man, uh, yeah, we we need to find like a someone who knows to give us directions. Uh, I, I look around for any kind of like patrolman any kind of officer well, I've, it, maybe randy had mentioned necromancers is like so is there any kind of like posters for any kind of like mm. shows that may pertain to something like that uh you're actually perception check investigation check Ooh, investigation actually. i've got a good investigation uh 16 Ooh, natural one mm, this gummy bear is actually the, the once you get past the artificial <laughs> sugar taste oh my god and <laughs> yeah, actually has a as a taste for it uh Darian, you don't see any specific necromancer posters, but you do see a poster that says, The Wheel of Whimsy, open every night. One spin, one opportunity, change your life. That seems very much like a like an instant win, get rich quick scheme. I think that might be a good place to start. I'll follow you. Gosh. All right. And uh, I'm going to head off looking for if there's arrows or something pointing to the wheel. I'd, I'd like to go check out this whimsy wheel. Yeah. You're walking through the crowds of people. It's a festival. Some people are, are like, you know, holding little uh, firecrackers and setting them off to the sky. Fireworks booming in the distance. It's extremely like a jovial time. It seems to be even probably more busy than usual here because people are celebrating um, the, the pyre pitch game that just went on. It's kind of like an after party. Um, so you're walking through the streets and you can see people on magic carpets flying around, kids running with these candy. Like they have these like little droplets, like a baby bottle drops, baby bottle drops. One like drops it into their mouth, this like liquid candy. And then they immediately breathe fire and they're chasing their friends, breathing fire at them. (laughs) You see other wizards riding these large constructs, uh, these magical constructs just getting like walking through the crowds and they're riding on their shoulders there's like a little uh seating area like a pl- like a little platform or on the construct's shoulders and you can see some like probably uh rich and important jadu citizens are sitting on it kind of just like looking overseeing the area as they're walking around on this construct's shoulders as i see that actually uh and i think about that that pyre pitch game i pull up my walkie rocky and I, I try and radio randy Okay. Randy, are... Why did I do that fucking voice? I don't know why I did that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Randy. Randy, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I'm, I'm sure things are probably still a little heavy around the ship, but actually, I want you to escort Apophis and uh, Bradley to the festival to... To try and bring up their spirits a bit. We need to make an appearance at the Whimsy Whale Bar tonight if we want to potentially keep our seat and our appearance uh, in the castle tomorrow. So we need to uphold appearances. You hear on the Rocky Talkie line, Apophis chime in because he has Norman's uh, Rocky Talkie that he gave him. And you hear Apophis just go, Shh. Hey, uh, appreciate the offer, but I'm not in the partying mood right now. I'm going to lean in on Darian's mic. I'm going to say, you know, Apophis, life is short. I think think Zippy would want you to enjoy the night. And Apophis, remember this. This is about us trying to help Zippy. We may need to get into the castle tomorrow. And so 
I know it's hard, but we kind of need to put smiles on right now so we can get through. Can you do that for me? Can you do it for Zippy? Persuasion check. What do you get? Dope. Feel free. You go first. Uh, 32 again. Holy! <laughs> what? <laughs> 19 plus 13. Holy! Oh, good. Boy. I had an 8. <laughs> That's pretty good. You know, 40. 7 just... plus 1. <laughs> you hear Apophis go, All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll do my part. Bradley, let's go. And that hangs up. All right, let's uh, let's see if we can find this necromancer. I got to make an appearance at that bar too. Oh, great idea! B- by the way, what is it you were talking about meeting people at the bar? You you made some friends here. Yeah, well, um, while the chaos was happening in the castle, I managed to get Apophis and Bradley onto the pirate pitch team, the uh, basement brew brood hahas, and uh, they won a championship game today, which won us a seat uh, to meet the king tomorrow, Ferulius. So if we need to get back in the castle, whether for um, the key or for something else that we may need for our friend, I want us to still have that as an option. So, You know, that's a very good idea, but also thank you for for keeping an eye on them and keeping them safe. Well, yeah, I, at least I could protect somebody, right? Let's, uh, let's go find that wheel. All right. You... Continue your way through Whimsy World, seeing all these festivities. Various games are now in in the stands instead of, you know, uh, merchandise. You see some people playing darts, but they're using little mini, like, flying brooms. And they throw them and they kind of do loop-de-loops in the air and then stick into a dartboard. You see uh, another one where it's like whack-a-mole, but it's Hydra heads. And they have all these (laughs) scrolls of magic missile that they just shoot at the Hydra heads that pop out of the holes. Um, And then you come to kind of an opening where there is this large wheel. It's, it doubles as a Ferris wheel, but it's also this giant wheel um, that has all these kind of prizes on it. Very slim uh, dividers separating the rewards, just covering this wheel. And in the center, it says Wheel of Whimsy. And there's a stage beneath it. And you can see an announcer just come up and say, all right, everybody, we're coming to the daily event, the Wheel of Whimsy. Whose life could change? Could it be yours? Could it be the one spinning? Who knows? But now that you're in the audience, it's going to affect you. Who is ready? Darren, you tempted? Oh, we're already in the audience. I don't think we have a choice. You should do it. You should do it. Go for it. Okay, sure. I don't even know what's on the wheel. You can tell on the on the ground there's a painted line that says barrier of whimsy whimsy uh, wheel it's like once you cross this line you're in the whimsy wheel kind of uh, slot Ooh, but Darian you're only you look really worse for wear you know like you look like a, a, a strong breeze could could knock you out I I feel like there's not going to be anything too lethal at a family festival event you know I mean kids are blowing fire at each other I mean just be cautious I'll take that into account and i step over the line all right and norman you're gonna step back i oh is there room for is there room for two up here excuse me you see the the circle the circle area is like this whole kind of like plaza area it's very large and there's like hundreds of people in it oh i i want to play okay cool yeah i step in all right 
And I just look at Darren and I shrug. Sorry, I got tempted to. All right, here we go. Wheel of Whimsy! And they spin it, and it spins. You can see they conjure some air elementals on the sides that are like blowing it to keep it spinning, and it spins faster and faster and faster. Each of you roll a d20. Whoever gets uh, higher gets to roll on the table that I have. Cool. Oh, uh, 17 for me. That's a four. Wow, we're just like pinballing right here. Okay. Good luck. <laughs> Norman, I am not, you're gonna, you're gonna need, uh, you're gonna need Google for this. Uh, Ooh, okay. Because it's gonna be a D 10,000. What? <laughs> You'll never believe what I found, guys. I found something with, with a lot of <laughs> wild magic stuff on it. Okay. It's the Wheel of Whimsy. It's the Wheel of Whimsy, 10,000 options. It could change your life. Ridiculous. D this is ridiculous. One D ten thousand. Okay, seven thousand one hundred eighty-four. You see, it spins and it lands. The little ticker lands on one very thin slit because it's ten thousand of them. And you see, magic, a little magic orb comes out of the air, and it's coming towards your area. And people are like, "Pick me! Pick me!" Darian and Norman, roll a d20 again. Whoever gets higher gets it. Oh, why are you doing this to me? You dangle it in front of me, and now you're going to take it away? (laughs) Oh, man. I have literally never been so tempted to to lie and say I got a high roll. Uh, 14? Six. (laughs) Yes! (laughs) Norman. Sick. This magical ball of energy comes, and it lands sinks into your chest and you're like oh and you hear the announcer go one of you lucky winners just got a new ability for the rest of the day it's that your hands can't be cut by any blade forged by a mortal for 24 hours what that's pretty good (laughs) You know, usually we have some that, like, people who cross bridges will automatically explode and die. So, I mean, consider yourself pretty lucky. (laughs) Well, I guess you could say that this is a cut above the rest. (laughs) And everybody's like, ah, damn, it wasn't the wish one. Oh, damn it. And they're all, like, leaving. There's a (gasps) wish? Yeah. (laughs) Whoops. One in 10,000 chance. Wow. And people, people start clearing out. I take my rapier out, and I slowly... Draw it across my left palm. It, nothing. You you feel it, but like, and it's not painful. But it, like, it can't cut. It's like impervious. It's it's. Yeah, you, you will not be cut on your hands. Wow, this is really something else. Yay, wheel of whimsy, <laughs> guys. This is my this is my this is my chance to start a D and D game show. Um, <laughs> he's always wanted it. I uh, I go back to Darian and I say, Wow, that was like. Very exhilarating, very scary, probably a massive waste of time because, like, we <laughs> lucked out, but maybe something really bad could happen. So I'm good to to, to call it quits now, you know, like, leave on a, on a win. Uh, but are you tempted, Darian? There was a shot at a wish, but I think based on his announcement, I think it'll be a while before there's another spin. So I wouldn't say it was a waste. It was at least a shot at a wish. But I think our efforts are probably better served elsewhere right now. Uh, excuse me, I'm going to tap someone passing us by. Excuse me, hi. Uh, bonjour. Hi, pleasure to meet you. Uh, 
uh, we're, we're looking for directions. We're looking for a, a necromancer or someone on a necromancy display, perhaps. Or We're, we're doing research from abroad. Necromancer? I, I don't know any outside of the academy. That would have been a better place to go to. But... <laughs> In terms of uh, necromancers, uh, I, I don't, I don't uh, know any off the top of my hand. There's, there's not like a store for them. Well, surely there must be like a some kind of event at this festival. I, th- I thought the, the nation of Jadu celebrates all forms of, of wizard magic. Yes, uh, we do, and necromancers aren't like the worst, but uh, most of the actual ones that practice it are on the Jadu guard, the wizard guard, because, uh, you know, when people die and they come to a crime scene, they're like, bow, bow, oh, you're healed, like, oh, body back. So we just need to look for some security around here, and there's a likely chance that there'll be a necromancer there. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean... Unless, maybe. is there, like, an underground fighting pit around here, perhaps? You know, and maybe there's someone there, like, <laughs> maybe... No, no, what? <laughs> no. Now, sir... Of course not! Now, sir, what? excuse me... Now, sir, mm. we're, we're, we're tourists. We want to have some fun. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, if this place does not exist, maybe you could uh, suggest a place where maybe it does. I'm going to look at Darian and say, this reminds me a lot of when we were looking for Limbo and I just kept striking out at that one place where they put the frying pan. I'm going to look back. You know, we have um, a bit of coin to spend, too. Listen, listen, listen. I, I don't want coin. I don't want coin. I want taffy. The good taffy. Taffy? Yeah. Like Taffy Rope. Taffy World? No. Taffy Rope? From where? It's a candy stall. Just down the block. But to get the candy, you need to give up a little bit of uh, life. This must be mind-blowing candy. Like permanently? Or is this like a... Oh, no, like Life Savers, like the other candy from this other store. That you're gonna have to get if you're gonna get the taffy. It's really like a trade economy. <laughs> like it's- this is turning into a fetch quest really quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Is there like a an alleyway beside us? Yeah, there's an alleyway. Uh, you don't even have to roll perception. To your left, there's an alleyway outside of this plaza, and you see uh, there's people like putting on gloves to fight, and they're like whoosh, getting pumped up for a fight, and they're going down some stairs. <laughs> hey, Darian, look an alleyway. <laughs> I, I, we see the guys with the gloves going down the stairs and, uh, well, I know an underground fighting ring if I've ever seen one. Uh, and I just turn to this other bullywug that we've been talking to and I go, respectfully, I've had the shittiest day so you can go fuck yourself. And I just turn and walk down the alleyway to go follow the fighters. Okay. Uh, thank you very much for your time. Bye. Wait, wait, oh, that, that's, tr- ah, damn it. They's- I hate fetch quests. And I hate you. I hate. I hate those who don't take them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> who knows what we just missed by ignoring that man? And you go down the alleyway and follow down these stairs, and you see a little blue bullywug just standing at the bottom of the stairs before there's a door, and you you see them just go, "Hey, hold up, you cool?" <clears throat> we're cool. Yes, we're very cool. Persuasion check. So <laughs> I you cool? We're cool. All right. <laughs> I'm really glad you're good at persuasion. 
Oh, natural 20 though. So who needs your You're a natural 20 and I got a natural one. Oh gosh, actually. What does that do? What does that do? <laughs> DM, what does that do? They point at Darian and they're like, you're cool. And they point at you and they're like, you're not. Elodrin, you're in. You stay outside. I actually am just holding his bags. I'm just like his uh, his bellboy. We don't let we don't let not cool people in. I mean, it's fair. No, that's that's the rule. Look, hear me out. He's uh, I know he's a little rough around the edges, but uh, he's kind of part of my entourage, and it might be kind of bad for my image if uh, if he doesn't come in with me. Listen, if I had to put this on a scale, your coolness. <laughs> It's like max. It's the max amount of cool that I've ever seen. I want you in here. But him, even just standing next to him, he's bringing you down to a cool level where I can't let you in. Oh, even I feel bad for you, Darian. All right, best Wait. of luck, Norman. I turn and walk hold inside. On. Hold, on, hold on, Darian. You're only like, you're like really barely holding it together. Like you're going to bleed out any moment. You take a punch. I turn to the blue bullywug. And I'm like, we know what's going on in here. Is, um, there's, uh, can they top me up in there if I've had a rough day? You know, like, uh, rejuvenate me a little bit, you know? We take care of our cool guys. We'll get you patched. All right, cool. Peace, Norman. Okay, I don't have a rocky target. Good luck. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> what's happening? <laughs> We're doing it again. <laughs> If, Nor- if, if Darian wasn't as mad at you right now, he might have fought more, but he's still kind of pissed. So, <laughs> Norman standing outside, pursed lip, his head slowly nodding with crossed arms, just going like, that just happened. <laughs> now, what do I do? If only I could turn into like a fly. Well, you're going to have to wait at the top of the stairs for now because, Darren, you walk in and you see it's like an <laughs> underground fighting ring. It's a UFC like octagon with a cage and you can see some people like cheering and betting, uh, betting with candy. Uh, it seems like the currency on Whimsy World is like different types of candy. Um, and uh, they're like cheering and everything. And you walk in and and you see uh, a pink bullywug girl comes up to you and says, you're the guy. Yes. So cool. No. no. You're not the guy. You're dead meat, dude. Four health points. But before we move on, I could uh, use a little pick-me-up. That's why I'm here. God, you're cool. And then and they, 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 uh, uh, they hold you a little water bottle, and they say just, like, dump it on you. This might make me look a little less cool, but it gets the job done. And then I, uh, I dump it on myself. <laughs> you pour it on yourself. Just water flowing through your white locks of hair. And you feel health max. All your spell slots. You, you are back to 100% Darian <laughs> yeah. after so long. You just had to be cool. <laughs> to be cool. <laughs> and, and as you're doing it, like, do you like throw your hair back like L'Oreal commercial? Yeah, for sure. You can see the pink bullywug like stumbles and grabs the wall like she's almost fainting. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, oh my God. And they're like, yeah, and other bullywugs are coming to be like, you okay, you okay? I know, I know, he's so cool. And you walk in <laughs> and people part as you walk into the crowd and you get a view of the people in the fighting ring. And you can see it's a minotaur versus a green bullywug in a wide brim feather hat 
is it? And you can see they're like putting up their fists and the Minotaur looks like brutally beat up and, and the frog looks untouched and like, come on, <laughs> Alexandre Dumas does not let down this easily. <laughs> and, uh, and they like jump up with their frog legs and just boo, 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 and pop, pop uh, the Minotaur in the face like three times and they just KO and fall. And everyone's like, Dumas, Dumas, Dumas. Yes, it's Alexandre Dumas. The mercenary yes. dragon slayer bullywug from season one. We knew he was here somewhere and we found him. We found him, guys. We found him. Zippy, we found him for you. They step out <laughs> they step out of the octagon and they're getting a towel. And uh and they're getting like, you know, uh the sweat off them. They're they're like putting their hat on somebody's head for a second and they're like, ah screaming and almost fainting as well. Um and they're walking through the crowd. I uh, I walk over to him and I go, Alexandre Dumas, it's been a while. The room goes silent. As people, like, as you walk through the crowd, people park because you're so cool. But if you had to guess, like, in terms of cool in this fighting ring, you and Dumas are, like, right at the same level. <laughs> and you look at each other and you say that and everybody's like, <gasps> are they going to fight? Like, is this... What is happening? They've never seen such energy in the space before. Uh, and like, if this was Hunter Hunter, like our Nen is just permeating yeah. the room, like our auras. Some people are fainting from the strength of the cool. And and you see Alexandra looks at you and goes, "I remember that face." Berian from Aura. And everybody's like, "He's been outside, you do." And they faint because not many people go outside to do. Um, <laughs> like anime swoons. Yeah. And, and they put out their hand for like a handshake, like a bro clasp. Do you meet it? Oh, of course I do. Clap. And it's like, there is no energy, but whatever magic that the two of you have <laughs> internally just expands from your body into the space. And, and everybody's like, yeah. And they just cheer because there's two cool people. Throwing out, and they go. It's been a, it's been a long time. I, I did not expect to see you in, in this place of all places. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't expect to see myself down here either. But you know, pressing times. Mm. Here, why don't we? Uh, why don't we go grab a drink? Let's catch up. I would love that. Uh, Jasmine, send my winnings to the bar. We're going to drink a lot. And then the two of you exit and uh, you leave the fighting ring. <laughs> and Norman, while you were waiting, you noticed a gummy bear came back around in the alleyways. The alleys are their domain. Uh -oh. And they see you and they're like, get the fuck out of my alley! You ate my arm! You didn't pay! You threw the arm at me, okay? It was like a really good deal. It was irresistible. It had a very addictive flavor by the end. And they're just, it's like a machine gun. It's like, doop, choo, doop. They're just like detaching it and throwing their little nub arms at you and they're sticking to you and your, your clothes are getting like covered in, in gummy. And as Darian and Dumas, Alexandre Dumas, walk up the stairs, Dumas takes one glance at the gummy bear and they go, Fuh! and they hold one of their nub arms in their hand ready to fire and they're like, okay, I'll leave. And they just run away. Alexandre Dumas has got some weight here. He's got some street cred. Yeah. I respect that. <laughs> I say, guys, I'm armed. 
Cheers. <laughs> and that Alexander Dumas immediately recognizes you, Norman, and is like, Huh, Norman, it's been so long. I, I thought you were dead. <laughs> I thought I heard that somewhere. But either way, it's good to see you here. Yeah, I, I, I go to shake his hand. Hey, Dumas, good to see you. I long time. I won't. It's a little sticky for my taste. Oh, one second. <laughs> I like wipe it off of my cloak. <laughs> Yours looks like it's covered in blood. This is why you're not cool, Norman. <laughs> I never <laughs> profess to be cool, except for the moments it counts. You, out of the corner of your eye, Norman, you see behind Darian and Dumas. As soon as Darian says that, the door guy is just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, just nodding their head. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and um, Man, I, well, I want to kill him. I want to kill him. And uh, uh, Dumas says, but where's uh, the third? The rabbit? Zippy? Yeah. I think uh, I think there's a lot to talk about. Is uh, is there a booth we could grab? Ah, yes. Uh, let's go to the Wild Whale Bar. The the Whimsy Whale. No. What? The Wild Whale. So it's, it's the Wild Whale. Like, <laughs> there's a lot of bars around here. You, you made the way me you check was. my notes because I thought I was wrong, <laughs> but I'm not. It's Wild Whale. <laughs> so is there a Whimsy Whale and a Wild Whale? No. That's why do I have whimsy whale in my notes then? Because <laughs> you took them badly. <laughs> but you guys make your way through Whimsy World to a tavern. It just looks like a classic tavern with a large whale uh, head kind of protruding out like the front of a ship um, mast kind of statue and it's protruding out the front of the tavern. As you go in, you can see above is kind of like the the sculptured bones of a carcass of a whale uh, overhanging in the ceiling. And you go in, and you, uh, Norman and Alexander, you go grab a seat at, at the bar, and Darren, you notice immediately once you enter, there's the coach and the basement brouhaha teams, and they're like, Darren, yes! Where, where is uh, Apophis and Bradley? <clears throat> uh, sorry, Alexander, one moment. <clears throat> Yes, um, uh, Apophis and Bradley are well on their way. They're just uh, just getting prepared for the evening's festivities. You know, they wanted to, to look good on their special night after their, their huge victory. Well, I hope they don't take long, because we want to celebrate. They earned this. Yes, of course, of course. Make sure to, to save Apophis a drink and Bradley and orange juice. It, uh, I'm sure they'll love it. Will do. And don't forget, tomorrow we see the king. Yes, what... Uh, where and when? Where and when are we meeting? At the castle. At about 10.30 a.m. Human time. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Well, save me a drink. I'll, uh, I've just, uh, I'm just meeting with an old friend and I'll be right over. Dumas takes you and leads you both to the bar. Okay, gentlemen. Uh, what drinks would you like? Or would you like me to order for you? I'll take uh, a whiskey. Uh, get me whatever you'd recommend, Dumas. All right, three Blairies. All right, let's get this. <laughs> what? what the heck? And uh, you see there's a halfling bartender, and they're like, <laughs> nice. And they, they just <laughs> nod as they, they, they like this. They like this drink. And they start making it, crushing up these berries and making a Blairie drink. It's this, like lavender with a deep red at the bottom it's kind of multicolored mm. and they slide these three shot glasses over to you and you move over to a booth and sit down and Alexandra goes alright bottoms up uh, uh, okay <laughs> you each take it 
Roll a d12. Oh, my oh gosh. gosh. <laughs> magic drinks. Magic, magic. Yeah, this is sick. Ten. Um, that's a nine for Darian. Ooh. Ten and nine. All right. Norman. <laughs> yes. As you down it, you drop the glass and you're still holding on to it. But then you notice, ooh, that hit different. And your nails on your fingers that are also impervious to blades start growing. And you have claws. What? For 24 hours. Wow. (laughs) Natural weapons, like you're a tabaxi, you got claws. What? (laughs) Oh, Roaring D, Lion D is on his way back. I think it's hilarious how the, the... The tiefling with only one working arm keeps getting all the hand perks. Darian, in your neck, you feel your 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 neck starts like contracting. Gosh. It's like, oh, did I swallow that right? Did is something caught in my throat? And then you, oh, all of a sudden, the 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 pressure releases in your neck, and you have gills. Oh no! <laughs> you can now water breathe. Cool, uh, Darian. I'm gonna start tapping my neck, Darian. Darian, look, you you got something there. Darian goes to scratch it and kind of gets his finger hooked on the gill for a second. He's like, ow, ow, oh. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, I think I figured this out. Through the nose, Darian, through the nose. And you see Dumas just looks at you and just says, I just got charisma augmentation. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well. You didn't need that. No. One of the most charismatic people I know. So, tell me, friends. What has uh, the world been doing to you recently? How have your travels been? Look, um, I'll cut to the chase, Dumas. It's been a bit of a roller coaster. As you know, we're, we're greeters. And so we've traveled around from all the way up uh, from Mount of Snow to Leek's Garden uh, to the Crescent Moon Island. We've been all around and... There have been some ups and downs, but I'm afraid you're finding us pretty close to rock bottom. Uh, Zippy... Zippy died earlier today. And we're currently in the process of trying to find a way to bring him back. And I'm hoping you can help us find somebody who can. I'm... Sorry to hear that. I did not know Zippy that well, and I didn't interact with him much, but losing a friend is always difficult. But I must ask, why didn't you just take some to the wizard guard? They can revive people. While I kind of look down at the shot glass in my hand, I'm going to say, this would be a more complicated extraction or a revivification because... We don't think his soul has gone where most souls go. They would, it would be similar to if someone from here died here and while close to King Verulius's crystal. We believe that's what happened. Alexandre's eyes widen as you say that. And he's like, wait, how close to the, the crystal? Very. Like... Like within 10 feet. Okay, that's in the range. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Like if you want to get spell logistics in here, yes, he was within a 10 foot range as he died. 
Yeah, yeah. Okay, I... Listen. I don't know if you've noticed, but the reason I'm so cool is because I'm kind of a black sheep of the Dumas family. I don't agree with Pop-Pop's rules and things, and the crystal is kind of gross. Like, I don't like the concept, just more morally. But I'm sorry, I, I cannot help you retrieve Zippy if he's in there. I, I would not be able, they don't even let me into the castle these days. <laughs> Maybe you can't get us in the keep, and I understand that being a a black sheep, like you said, but do you think you could maybe help us find someone with a particular skill set, then? You seem to have a lot of connections around here. You've got a lot of weight behind your name. You might be able to help us there. Of course I know a guy. I know a lot of guys and girls that can do amazing things. <laughs> but I... The, the problem is I can't get to the crystal. I, my, I have a necromancer. Don't, 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 don't look, at, look at me. Necromancer. <laughs> like, not a wizard guard one. The kind of sketch. But the thing is, there's no way I'm getting them into, into Pop-Pop's chambers. That's the good news. You wouldn't need to. The crystal... Now, this isn't common knowledge. I'm going to lean forward. Hold, 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 okay. hold on. I'm getting something. I touched my ear. I'm getting, so, I'm getting something right now. If, if we could, if we could get him in proximity of the crystal, do you think he could do something about it? Oh, yeah. And a, a specific soul. Not all of them. Not... Uh, any random one. We're looking for, you know, the soul that was within Zippy. The very same. Listen. Slight tangent. I haven't had much luck in the dragon slaying game. <laughs> I know I seem amazing. Okay. And I know last time I said I've actually killed a dragon. But since we're having this heart to heart, and I've matured slightly, I can actually be honest with myself and say I have killed zero dragons. And the reason I'm well, saying, that's okay. And the reason I'm saying this is because I need to kill dragons to get pop pops to notice me. Because I'm not a wizard. People here only care about wizards. Even that crystal say you only let wizards in. The whole Beyond Crystal Festival, people who get old, it's only the strong ones that go in. I've been wanting to take that crystal away. My pop pop is consumed by it every year. Just passing obsession to this fantasy that he's crafted. I need to get that crystal away from Pop Up to save him. So, if what would, Dumas, don't you wrestle with the notion that it's an alternative to going to the deep? I see that as the circle of Jadu and life. It, it's 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 the way it's meant to be. I'm not one to press fate. Well, because I'll tell you right now, it's, you know, a little bit of intel I have, it's not really a circus. It's more like an Omega sign where it definitely ends. I don't know if it repeats, but I, I respect your point of view. You mentioned that it's only the strong who go in the crystal because they need to be invited, as it were. If what were to happen if someone 
who was not invited to the crystal were to go in? I do not know. I do not know what goes on in the crystal. I just know it houses souls that will be internally tormented within a prison instead of following nature's course. But more than that, I don't care where the souls go. I need to help my pop-up, even if he forgets about me, even if all the other Dumases reject me. I want to see him smile again. And do you think removing the crystal would not have any harmful effects against him? I mean, he'd be sad. It's like taking alcohol away from a baby me. I would be sad. And it's (laughs) withdrawal. But that's the limit. There's no, like, magical connection. Like, if you take it away, like, 100 feet, he doesn't, like, die. Like, I mean, I... That's actually that's a good point. Maybe I t- maybe I I doubt it though. Like, well, I d- let's hope I doubt that's it. not it because I have it on good authority. It's very possible. Don't know for sure. It's very possible the crystal is no longer in the castle. Okay, well that's a funny uh, story. Alexandre, do you you're a you're a wizard, right? Yes. No, actually, no. Wait, no. I'm I'm technically okay. I'm a level two wizard. Is there anything? Hey, but. I'm a level 13 fighter. (laughs) Is is there any way we can guarantee there are no prying eyes? Is there somewhere? No, it's fine. Look, we have a method for getting a necromancer in proximity of the crystal. I'm out of safety for all of us, not going to say how right now, but we have our methods. Do you think you could make an introduction for us? I just, right now, I don't know who may be watching, so I just need you to trust me. Dumas looks around, and he's like, who's watching? And he looks over. Who's to say that there are no prying or scrying eyes? Always trying to pay attention. You know, I haven't met with them in a while, but, you know, we used to, Talk about, you know, taking the crystal for fixing it, you know. My guy, I'll take you to him. Maybe this will spark the inspiration I needed to save Pop-Up. Maybe it will. Let's, uh, let's hope maybe this night ends a little better for all of us, you know? All right. All right, uh, it's, before we go... Around the Blairies? Oh, sure. Oh, Blairies! Why not? Blairies! And you each take more Blairies. Um, Roll D12s. Hey, 12. I got a 12 as well. (laughs) You both got 12s? Okay. Yeah. Out of your your backs, and Dumas got a 12, I'll just say. All three of you. Oh, wow. All three of you, out of your back, sprout wings. (laughs) Yes! (laughs) Yes! yes. <laughs> that is why we drink the blairies, am I right? That, that is very convenient. <laughs> all right. Uh, do they all look the same, or are they? Uh, can we roll to see whose wings look the coolest? Or? <laughs> no, we. <laughs> Adam is in a gambling. Listen, mood. if you think the cool comes from the wings, you're already in that one. 
Um, No, I just want to know whose wings, in isolation from my personal lack of coolness, I will at least describe them to me, DM. I want to know what I'm sporting. They are honestly like pigeon wings. They're they're not very like beautiful. It's what you'd expect from a Blairy. It's like kind of like gray tops. It, it, they look kind of muddy. Uh, they're not great wings. You're, uh, yeah, but they're they're big enough to make you fly. And that's on all of us. All of you, yeah. Perfect. And you each leave the bar, and you head down an alley, walking with them for a short time, and you come to an alley with a large drain pipe. Big enough for like a rat to climb in through. So a regular drain pipe. And it's extended to the floor. And he's like, okay, this is a place. Here. And he gives you each a little like pellet. He's like, throw this at the floor, at your feet. And then fly into the pipe. Ready? And reach through these pellets at the ground. They spark and ignite briefly as you each basically cast the spell gaseous form on each of you and you all float into the the drain pipe and fly up and exit out the drain pipe into a cluttered chaotically organized attic and you all come out of your gaseous form it's very quick and you notice on some of the shelves and on a table and there's, uh, there, there are these silhouettes. And as this hanging light that is swinging back and forth with a candle inside illuminates those silhouettes, you see dead bodies <sighs> lying around. The smell immediately hits you, this rotten, corpsey death smell. And Alexandra looks at you too and says, all right. If you want any help with the crystal and any chance of getting any soul out of it, this is the guy. And that's where we're going to take Oh, a for crying out loud. Well, hello there. It's DM Seth, uh, and I am not here to do anything spooky. Hopefully, you're not too too scared after that that ending there. But uh, I'm just here to do. Actually, what, why did I say DM Seth? What? I'm mid roll Seth right now. Stop. I need to put on completely different hats. Okay. Well, I, I'm gonna do my best to do this as DM Seth, but no guarantees that it'll be any better. Um. Okay, well, let me start. Uh, I have to thank Legend Tier Patreons. So we got Randy, Brandon, Camden, and Yoldtimer. Um, I really, I really went for those rolled R's today. Uh, thank you, everybody, for uh, especially you for for being Legend Tier Patreons. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and thank you to all our Patreons for all the support. Without the Patreon support, because we don't run ads on this show, that is literally the way we keep it afloat uh, and, and produce everything we do. Uh, so if you are interested in becoming a Patreon, uh, it, your support will directly influence you know, the show and, and uh, our quality. 
as you probably heard over the many seasons, our quality's improved, and that's because of that. Uh, but you can join at several different tiers. Uh, I would highly recommend, uh, if you don't want to spend too much money, $2 tier. You get access to Discord, where we play one-shots. We do, like, Jackbox and Among Us games, and we sometimes live listening parties and other cool stuff. And it's just a cool community. Uh, and that's at $2. Uh, or if you want a little bit more... The $5 tier is also good because you get a lot of bonus content, a lot of bonus episodes, bonus one-shots, and our exclusive after show, Discussions by the Dungeon. Amazing. Um, So yeah, check those out. Uh, And next up, uh, I should say, uh, if you want to support the show in a non-financial way, the easiest way, just leave us a review on iTunes or Podchaser, wherever you can do that. Seriously, it really helps just people find us and makes us move up the queues so people can be like, hey, Cheaper by the Dungeon, that's... Funny name. Let me check that out. So yeah, that's a huge support. Um, uh, but let me get into eh, what other announcements do I have? Oh yes, our next episode, which DM Seth actually does use a calendar. Midroll Seth, the guy, the midroll Seth who actually specializes in midrolls, never has a calendar yet. DM Seth for some reason does. Uh, I guess it's because DM Seth is more organized. Uh, but September the fourteenth. We are doing, instead of a regular episode, we are releasing our third year anniversary special. Uh, we played a brand new system, the first time we've ever not played uh, D&D 5e. We, we played a, I won't spoil too much, but we played a one page uh, TTRPG. Uh, and and uh, <laughs> it may be the simultaneously best and worst episode of anything we've ever made. So uh, get hyped. But yeah, we'll, we'll be back on the 28th, September 28th, with uh, more of the Jadu arc uh, coming to pretty much the climax. We're, we're definitely into the second half of it, so uh, not too much Jadu left. But that's when that's happening, uh, yeah, I, I forget anything else I have to say. I don't think I have to say anything else, actually. Amazing. Wow. Look at me. Look at me. Just nailing this. Um, yeah, th- thanks for listening. Enjoy the rest of listening. And uh, I'll, I'll talk to you through this one way portal uh, in two weeks. <laughs> okay. Bye, everybody. And we're back. And you are in this necromancer's lair. It's musty. It smells disgusting. You're almost having to cover your face with your shirt just to to not, like, gag. But Alexander looks at you two and says, This is the place. This is the guy that can help you out. Smells, uh, smells pretty good in here. Really? I don't like it at all, Darian. Fine. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what's his name? Where is he? Uh, he should be around. I believe he's in. Uh, his name is Smiles. Oh. Uh, Smiles, are, are you here? Smiles? Why do you sound like you're calling for a, for a ghost, Norman? He's a necromancer. He's not dead. Well, look around. This whole place is... This is off-putting even for... You know, the toughest of them. Dead bodies all over the place? Yeah, it's pretty putrid. Good word. You know, not many people use that, you know, respect. 
Smiles, you here? You start slowly walking in this attic with every footstep. The floorboards creak. You can hear some faint dripping in the distance. But even though this attic seems very shoddy, Dumas mentions you. There is a barrier around this place, so if you should feel free to talk openly here as well. No outside magic can get in, unless through the pipe. Good. That's good to know. I want to I wanna wave my wand of detect magic. Okay. You wave it around, and you detect lots of magical trinkets everywhere, some magic in the corpses, and immediately you turn around as you sense a large glob of magic behind you. Oh. As you see an arachne person, a spider person, is descending from the ceiling, hanging immediately behind you, Norman. And you can see they have this long, greasy hair that extends all the way to the floor as they're hanging upside down. And they have half a mask covering their eyes, but they just have this gross, incredibly large grin with these almost like shark teeth. And they go, hello. <laughs> I feel like that's pretty on brand for a necromancer. Eight. I mean, wait, wait, hold on. Uh, are you, are, 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 I don't laugh. Are you smiles? They descend and release from their web that they were attached to the ceiling with and their eight legs sink into the wooden floor and they tower above you. They are a large arachne person. Basically, hips down, spider body, hips up, human body. And they're just grinning and smiling. They're like, yes, <laughs> I'm Smiles. What are you doing here, Dumas? Hello, again. Um, I brought these two to you because They brought something very interesting to my attention. Just like we used to talk about, they are interested in potentially removing the beyond crystal. And you see smile, smiles wider, and you can see their rows of teeth. Mm. And they're just like, yes, oh, oh, beyond crystal. Oh, the, my literal white whale. Oh, what about it, you two? We have it on good authority that there'll be an opportunity tonight or tomorrow where it'll be exposed, not watched, not guarded. We want to strike a deal. Oh. We potentially have a method for getting close to this crystal. And we will allow you to be close on the condition you help us remove a single specific soul from it first. (laughs) What an odd request. Yes. Uh, They start circling around you, just walking slowly, pacing. While that happens, Darian kind of leans to Dumas. And says, I thought 
they were your friend. Uh, I, I might see. I have this thing where I my bar for friendship is very is, is very low. I mean, I mean, he's he's fine. If anything happens, you got to do moss here. I'm gonna surreptitiously put my hand on my rapier, like a casual leaning, but I'm grabbing. I feel a lot more like prey than a guest right now. <sighs> well, I mean, you are in my house. <laughs> but either way, one soul. You realize there's so many souls in there. Taking one out would be tough, but so many souls is... I... Potentially could be able to do this. But I won't know until I can try. The Beyond Crystal has always been a dream of mine <laughs> to play with. But I am not able to say what I can or can't do with it. But I can ensure you some souls can be extracted. I am Certain. And how much time would it take to locate a specific soul and extract it? You know, this would be a timely matter. Hmm. The ritual I would perform is custom for the Beyond Crystal. I haven't looked at those papers in years, but if I recall, I... I would make a brief hole between the crystal and material plane. And once that hole is open, why can't we scry or pry or, or poke in our eye to see where it is? Or your soul? We have items that used to belong to that person. Would that help you locate them in that way? And we also have the body of that person. Does he? Does the body need to be here when you're doing your thing? If you want this, the soul placed to the body, we can do that. It's the easiest way, the cleanest way. But if it's a fresh body and it's not too destroyed, I can put a soul in a jar. Okay, well, that gives, that gives us options. Um. Okay, well, we did talk about a deal. What are you going to want from this? You get me to the crystal. I extract the soul. But, but, I, and they smile real wide, get to keep it. You don't have to help me. You don't have to help me. Escort it out of Rulia's chambers. But if you have a moment where it's alone, I would love to cocoon it and take it home. And Dumas, how do you feel about this? That is fine with me. I am only interested in the crystal's removal, not how it is used after. Look, all I care about is getting that very specific soul out of the crystal. And if you can guarantee that, then I'm fine with this. 
They extend their hand. I will do my best. It's a deal. Darian gives one last glance to Norman. And then if he doesn't really see much, then he turns back to the Arachne and shakes their hand. I shake one of the other seven available hands as well. <laughs> you shake one of their spider legs. Ooh, prickly. It doesn't cut me, though. All right. The contract is signed. Our deal has been forged. Now tell me, where can I get access to the crystal that somehow you two have managed to find a loophole towards getting to? One step at a time. We should... Norman, we should bring Zippy here. Or are there any... Are there any tools or anything you would need to perform the ritual on the body specifically in this lab that you would need? Nothing specifically here, but I can bring some if we are on the move. You have protective magical barriers here, right? No, no one can see in here. No one can detect anything in here. I've gone to great lengths to make sure that no one... (laughs) can see in here necromancers like to be private and you would qualify yourself as a better necromancer than or a more curious one than the ones who roam the streets and act as guards and healers around here definitely well now that I think of it we should really do it here as opposed to anywhere else Darren you said yourself you know people are scrying uh, on us all the time yeah, that's exactly my thought, Norman. Let's, uh... We'll bring you the body here. And we can have it, uh... We'll bring it back soon. And then once once we bring the body back, then we can talk about going to the crystal. As you wish. Dumas turns to you guys and gives you some more gaseous form pellets to get out and leave. He's going to stay here and just catch up. Um, with smiles for a bit. But you guys just want to go back quickly, grab the body and bring it back? Yeah, like we'll we'll wrap him, we'll have Zippy kind of wrapped up in like some sheets and I'll, I'll kind of carry him in, in both arms. So it's like, I mean, it's still going to look like I'm carrying something, but hopefully with the festivities going on. Do you want to put him not... in the bag of holding? No, nah, he won't fit. I mean, he's well, he's... <laughs> <laughs> oh, the bag of holding will hold a person. Why haven't we done there. this before? A person can go in the bag of holding. They just can't breathe in there for more than ten minutes. <laughs> but he ain't breathing. <laughs> I'll, that is I'll true. Carry him. He deserves more respect than that. I'll carry him. <laughs> then you lumping him around. I mean, the that I'm right. carrying him in both arms. Something I can I'm never not like do. hoisting him over my shoulder. Like, okay, time to take a bale of hay, like or something. I'm like, I'm carrying him. <laughs> you guys quickly make your way back to the sparrow enter into zippy's room and you can see his body there still laying motionless you wrap it up gently and carry it out darian and you make it back to whimsy world and as you're walking back to the to the pipe to get into the necromancer's lair is there anything you two want to discuss any last words before you go in norman darian I need you to understand something. I'm fully okay 
with giving her this crystal. Honestly, I could care less right now. That was never my burden to bear. I'm here for Zippy and Zippy alone, and if you have a problem with that, I don't know if there's a lot we can change. You know, I bear the weight of those souls in a way. Because I know I've seen Verulius, his face, before he fell asleep. And I truly believe he's trying to do the right thing with these souls. And from what I know of the deep, if life really is a cycle and a circle, I want to do everything in my power to break it. Because I don't think the deep is what it should be. But if we have to go down to the deep anyway, who knows? This adventure's been crazy enough. Maybe we'll have a chance to somehow break that cycle. I guess that's what these piano keys are all about, right? So when it comes to these souls, I'm I'm here for zippies. I don't mean to sow conflict, but I need you to understand there's a chance this these souls may never reach the deep. Necromancy is a bastardization of life and death, and they're trapped in limbo in this crystal, and I can't guarantee you that they will ever leave it and move on. I just need you to understand the weight of your decision, because I've come to terms with mine, and I need you to come to terms with yours, and I need you to be sure. I would have spoken up sooner if I was truly opposed to this. I'm trying to trust you in there, Norman. Please don't make me regret it. And uh, I grab the pellet and I throw it down to my feet. I, I take a moment standing there and I do the same. And you go up the pipe. You enter back into the necromancer's lair and you can see Alexandre and Smiles are just talking. And they say, Oh, back so soon. Is that the body? I give Alexandre a look just to make sure he's actually like, okay. <laughs> you can point. see he's got like a, he's, he, you can see he turns to you guys and he's just got like a cup of tea and he's like, just sipping it. He's like, well, I, you guys were quick. Any bite marks on his neck? Any sense of like Frodo Baggins stung by the venom? Like, uh, nope. Uh, he's a level two wizard and a level thirteen fighter, so it's gonna take a little bit to take this guy down. All right, all right. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, I step forward then with Zippy and say, "Where can, where can I set him down?" Oh, here, here. Let me clear a spot. And they take some of their arachne legs and they just push a body, slump it over onto the floor that was on this like uh, sheet metal table. It's like an operating table. I I walk over and I gently set Zippy onto it and I unwrap him from the from the cloth that we used to kind of conceal him so we can so we can see him. 
as you unwrap Zippy's body, the necromancer just goes, Ugh! <laughs> Little... Brutal? Uh, you want a soul in this? Well, if you want to try and fix them first... Well, I'm going to have to. This thing's broken. Well, you're the necromancer. Figure it out. <sighs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> and they they start frowning for a second, but they smile again. They're like, I'll fix them. So, and they start getting to work. You can see they're like walking on the wall, picking off some tools and some potions and some other uh, materials. And they're kind of piling them near Zippy's body as they're starting to work. So, the crystal... What's the plan? I give one final glance to to Norman and to Alexandre, and I say, so his body's ready. I mean, I'm still working on it, but I can work and talk. Plan. Finish his body first. They continue to work, tying some up, straightening some things with Webb, setting his spine again, you know, clearing off some fur on their tummy where they got smashed and you can see there's like a burn mark just just a burned circle on his chest and uh you can see they start like pouring some stuff in and doing it and laying it and they're like okay was norman watching during that yeah i assume so yeah darian had looked over at norman to make sure he was watching because he wants him to make sure he's seeing the consequences of his actions. It's just internal. He doesn't say anything. Okay, I'm going to notice that. I'm going to say something you want to say. Not at all. Okay. Okay. It's ready. This can house a soul. You're lucky. I'm so good at this. <laughs> I'm sure having multiple limbs makes uh, makes quick work of things like this. All right. Is it quite handy? Well, here comes for the prestige. And I slowly open my bag of holding, and I pull out the bubble-wrapped crystal, making sure to be gentle with holding it, but still protective, as to not let it be, like, snatched from his hand. I don't like this. Oh, this is killing me. And I hold it up and I say... Here it is. Alexandria looks at you and goes, What? That is so small. You, you've seen the crystal, right? It's massive. Earlier today, Zippy, he's, Zippy has unlocked some great power. And earlier today, using that, he was able to shrink that massive crystal down into this. It's impossible. There's no way. And smiles, speaks up and goes, No, I can sense it. <laughs> I can sense it. Oh, 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 it's it's it. That's the real thing. Darian, still kind of like protectively holding it, says, Yes, it is. But remember our agreement. You need to find this Lapine's soul first. He might even have been the most recent. I don't know if that helps, but that's first. And he's not a wizard. I don't know if that plays anything. Apparently there's some, like, segregation going on. So he's a, a druid. You got it. I, I will honor the deal. Oh, okay. Let's, let's begin. 
and they move Zippy's body to the side the, on the table on wheels just to the side and there's an open floor in front of you they start grabbing chalk and they go oh, are you ready <laughs> I can't believe it and Dumas is like this is so fast this everything so Chris had, they're still coming to terms with it but Smiles is ready to go and they're like this is it Yes, you too. Say it. Are you ready? Darian actually gives another second glance to Dumas because he's kind of worried that he might be getting cold feet. Dumas is just shocked. He's just like, this is, this is not real. He's he's just in shock. He's in shock that you managed to get it and small and here. He's like, this was never in his wildest dreams. I'm going to put my hand on his shoulder. I'm going to say, this is as real as it gets. Smiles opens their mouth wider and just smiles bigger and their and their mask is starting to like shake as their eyes underneath must be like going wild as they go, are you ready? I want to ready a spell, DM. Just like like reaction. I want to I want to ready the spell, modify memory. Just in case. Like it's like quick trigger kind of thing. Okay. But I say, let's do this. Darian, you ready? Darian looks back at the Arachne and is committed to making the deal with the devil right now and uh, says, we're ready. And he slowly and gently takes the bubble wrap off and very, very carefully sets it on the chalk pattern on the floor. The necromancer starts double-checking their work, making sure the pattern on the floor is correct. And then they look at the crystal and start to laugh. Yes. <laughs> Just a little bit of this. A little bit of that. Almost done. One more turn. Yes, yes, yes. Prep this, that. <laughs> now step in the circle hold hands and I'll get you your soul back I haven't done this in a while get ready here it comes sparkles of arcanic magic start flashing off the sigils that are drawn into the floor it lights up the room and magic is just coursing in streaks around the area, all circling in to the middle of this ritual circle on the crystal that is starting to levitate, comes to a halt in the air. And then BOOM! Lightning starts arcing off it into the entire room as the necromancer and all of you guys duck down, dodging these bolts. <laughs> the timer started! Okay, YouTube, we need three components to make this ritual work, and we have to do it in the next two minutes, all right? Somatic components, material components, verbal components. This is gonna be so fun! Let's do this! Somatic, I'll start! 
Raise your hands up to the sky. Take all your fingers and wiggle at your side. Jerky chicken dance, got ants in your pants. Pretend to be a sprinkler. Now make a stance. Tree pose, chair pose, bridge pose, low nose. Sniff to the ceiling on your tippy toe. O's, rose pose, water with Joe's clothes. Host, Darian, now materials. Ash, bell, black silk square. Humanoid blood, is that supposed to be in there? Feather, eggshell, glowworm, lodestone, leather loop, gem, hoop, very tennis squirrel bone. Gold, dust, owlbear crust, petrified eye of someone you don't trust. Okay, I think that's enough. Norman, your turn. Rebel components. Crystal sister, got some souls in ya. Let them out now and I'll swear I'll forgive ya. I know you'll be empty, but I go what you want. A lump of red leather and a red leather lump. A bunch of clean clams, crammed to clean cans. A kick so you can like this without a plan. You threw us in the fire. Is this what you want? You're doing great. This has got to be wrong. Whoa. Why does this have to be so fast? Yes, my tongue is on fire. Quit complaining. This is honestly one of the easier rituals. But uh, we're not done yet. We still got a whole nother verse. Okay, guys, look at me. All our energy this time. Let's do it. Let's bring it home. Let's break it open. Let's do this! <laughs> Jump up, grab my hands, spin in a circle and start your friends. Don't lose it, use it, feel the music. You can do it, almost through it. Drop up to the floor, move like a squid, reach up for the shore. Empty out your pockets, we need more materials! Here's a moldy donut. Not sure why, but I've got a coconut. Don't throw that dash end in. No! What? Have you lost your coconut? Here instead, I've got some moon rocks. Why do you have those? Don't be shocked. It's just that I'm a, a touch jealous of you and Pepper and, uh, anyways. Come on, Crystal, open up. You've been working too hard, so what's the holdup? Look, it's turning, swirling, means it's working. Don't stop your words spurting. Crystal, Crystal, hear our prayers. We desperately need someone that you got in there. Come on, Crystal, a little more. Push it, flex it, use your core. Take all our energy that you need. We are here, begging on our knees. Give us a be back. I'll, I'll do anything, anything for that. that. We need our friend. It's starting to crack. And cut to Zippy. Zippy. You are in the crystal, of course, and you ended off mid-conversation with these Dibs family members while you're standing on the table down in the valley between the mountains in the snow land with the pink clouds overhead. The Dibs family members are still speaking to you, Zippy. And they're just like, <laughs> you know, Zippy, we, we Dibs weren't always mage hunters, you know. You aren't always mage hunters. What? What? What does that mean? We, we, we used to. We used to be some of the founding members of magic on Jadu. We brought evocation magic to Saint Alexandre Academy. We were some of the most powerful wizards here. I mean, uh, good for you, I guess, but. When you have an offspring as evil as Lou, I, I, I don't know if I want to hear much more of your backstory. It's because Lou most likely wants to, to end this reign of power that these magicians have. And the reason he knows it is because us dibs, we had power. We only realized the corruption of the system until we lost it. We were cursed. 
But these magicians are, are off in the middle of the ocean. They're not hurting anybody. I mean, they have some weird thing about not wanting to go to the deep or anything else in, inside what looks like this crystal here. But, I mean, who cares what they're doing all the way out here? It doesn't matter where they are. Just knowing that some people, like the Wizards of Jadu, exist is enough to make any, any dib, any, any person sweat. Knowing that at any moment, these powerful, magical, godlike, power-wielding people can just flip the tables. I mean, I get what you're saying, but I feel like you're just brewing some hatred inside you for for people who who are just gifted in other different ways than you are i mean i I, i'm pretty good at growing some carrots but i don't i don't go you know smashing people's door down if they're eating carrots the wrong way (laughs) (laughs) it's true It's not the it's not the point and their whole body starts to move for a second as their frozen body is starting to shake in their seat you should break their door down we have every right to be hateful we live in a world where we had to suffer why why were we cursed i feel like the only curse is the curse you brought on yourself the fact that you're comparing, you know, yourself to these wizards and feel, having this vendetta against them, it, it's it's only brought upon the hatred that you've instilled on, you know, the generations below you. Yeah, you really have some self-thinking to do, don't you? I've done enough self-thinking for eight lifetimes. I mean, uh, to be fair, there's a lot of criticism to be had against the Jadu people, and, and even wizards uh, who, who may think they're better than ever. Uh, trust me, I know. I, I've just battled against them myself in, 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 in the plane I was just at before, but, but uh, I don't know. Your way seems just as bad as theirs. What, what makes yours better? You'll see how bad it will be when we get out of this crystal. If we get out of this crystal. When we reach whatever world beyond the plains, whatever it is. You realize we'll just be back at the bottom. No matter where we go, we'll be at the bottom. Our way at least gives us a fighting chance. I know, but you get out of this crystal, what's the first thing they're going to do? Huh? Use you for druid meat? Or maybe put you to work? Transform me into some cattle? Or what about us, rest of us? Maybe they'll use us for just... Some... Entertainment. Some sport for a hunt. Who knows what they'll do? They have power. We don't. And no matter where we are... That rule is the same. And you're right. That doesn't... Uh, that's horrible things that they are doing but it doesn't mean you can do bad things to other that doesn't give you the right to do anything to them if we just work on bettering ourselves then we can influence others I mean 
I I led a druid army against the wizards there, but I just went after you know we we just went after the the person in charge, and and you know the best you can hope for is some change just from doing that. What you're describing is a power vacuum. Take out the boss, and what's gonna fill it? Someone equally as powerful. That's not always the case. You can't you can't just paint black and white pictures like that. I'll paint all I want. <laughs> and Zippy. You may not like it, but you're stuck here. It doesn't matter what your ideals are. Cause you can have all these thoughts, but they're not going anywhere. Well, maybe I am stuck here. And you know what? The fact that I met you in here, well, at least I have a lot of time to change your mind because no way in heck am I going to sit here and let you convince me otherwise. Because if you think your ideals have just gotten better and better through your generations below, well, let me tell you, Lou has got a thing coming for him, if I know Norman and Darian, my friends are going to beat your your nephew? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> 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 They're going to beat him. I and I may be stuck here, but, you know, at least I have hope. You just have some wish that, that you never fulfilled in your life. We got more than that. Nothing's going to touch our son. And you are going to sit here and learn. Because his dibs might not have wishes. Or anything left to our name. But dibs fight. And you see, their arm breaks off from their chair. And they go to lunge at your leg. Zippy to grab it. I jump away quickly. Make a dexterity saving throw. That's an 18 plus 3. You hop away as they lump forward and slump on the table. And you can just hear him say, Dibs, catch that rabbit. And you know what Westboros do? We hop because we're lapines. That's what we do because we're stereotypical rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> the cold is freezing your tongue a bit. Uh, I thought you were lapine. <laughs> All the snowy mounds are shaking off and all the people that are sitting at the table. It's still a full table down here, just a table that runs along the floor of this valley, covered in snow, and hands are popping out of the snow, reaching to grab you, Zippy. More dexterity saving throws. Uh, that's a two plus three, so a five. Your one leg gets caught. Dexterity saving throw again. That's a natural one. <laughs> Plus three, so that's a four. Your other leg gets grabbed and you fall on your on your stomach. One more dexterity saving throw. Get away from me! This is nothing compared to what I have faced so far. That's a 16 plus three, so 19. You kick off the hands that are grabbing your legs, snapping them. It's as if their arms just actually like broke off their sole torsos, like, cause they're so frozen. And you're like clawing forward to hop away and you're trying to hop again. 
Dexterity saving throw as more hands are coming. Mm. I'm being too gentle with these people. They, they've been sitting out here forever. They may, they may, there may be a lot of them, but they're pretty weak. 15 plus 3, so it's 18. You're getting back on your feet, and you're climbing, you're hopping, you're speeding, and hands are just choo, 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 popping out of the snow. Get away from me! Dexterity saving throw. Another one. You're going to be down here for a long time I in the crystal. I can put up as much fight as any of you. I know, at least in my heart, that Darian and Norman are doing the right thing outside of here. And if that means fighting you folks off, well, I can do this all day. That's an Avengers, uh... Avengers, uh... <laughs> little reference. We're doing something out there. I don't know if it's the right thing, but it's we're, a thing for sure. We're rapping. <laughs> da, 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 da. Uh, that's an eight plus three, so that's an eleven. You're hopping, and more dips hands are climbing. Some are actually slumping onto the table, stacking their bodies to make walls for you, and, and you're like hopping over them. One is grabbing at your calf. Another dexterity saving throw. I've already died once, apparently, and. So, so this is nothing. Get away from me. Gary and Norman, I know you can do it. 16 plus 3, that's a 19. You're, you're running and hopping. You're dodging, kicking off these arms. You can see awaiting you is just a sea of hands. It, this, the table, you're, you're getting surrounded, but you're hopping and jumping. And arms are cra- gla- uh, like grasping and, and, and trying to claw at you as you're just running and you're like will this ever end and you're still lightheaded and dazed because the thick air down here is just hard to breathe and you're just like you know getting uh, exhausted and hands are clawing at you one more dexterity saving throw <clears throat> Apophis give me- thanks for training me and Bradley I could really use a swimsuit right now <laughs> to cross this ocean. <laughs> I can get, I can make it out of here. That's a natural twenty. Yes. No way. You you are hopping and you're like clamoring and, and you're praying that like help and you hop as high as you can. As the hands are reaching up, people are going, they're crowding behind, below you as you're jumping up as high as you can, as below you is just becoming a sea of hands that is unavoidable, and you jump up, and you're looking to the pink clouds above. Any last words before you fall back down? Mom, Dad, I miss you. And hit Bippy. (laughs) (laughs) Bippy. (laughs) Not them again. Wait, hold on. That was pretty fun. (laughs) And I close my eyes and I imagine I'm falling down to the hands. You're falling down. You jump so high. But as you reach the apex and you begin to fall. You... Stare up at the pink cloud above. And 
It's like a hole immediately is punched through the cloud and is slowly starting to expand as you just hear a shaking and quaking as descending into this dark valley that was overcast and, and, and dusk. You see light shines down and it's like it's raining down on you as if David is blessing this rabbit and you're falling to the hands and you see up in the sky you see the sky of the crystal just a crack is starting to form and it's like jaggeding in a circle and explodes open glass raining down as you fall into the hands the hands are all like they, they don't even try to grab you they're just like staring up as you land on the table everyone is staring up at the sky as you're lying on your back looking up and you see electric energy is shooting out of that circle and you hear the dibs say it's actually time We've arrived. Time to get out of this crystal! And everybody is screaming. And Zippy, Norman, and Darian all roll initiative. What? I think we're going to have to fight a bunch of other souls trying to escape so that you can escape. Zip, we are... Jake, we found you, man. Save me! out of here. (laughs) (laughs) I knew David was real. He's going to get me out of here. I... I got a 21. In my eagerness, I got a four. I got a four, too. (laughs) Connor, Connor, is that you? (laughs) (laughs) Jacob, hey. It's so long. I I barely heard from you. I'm so sorry you died. Who has the higher decks? Uh, I think Jacob probably does. Are you plus four? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Jacob goes up before you. And Adam, what'd you get? Uh, 21. 18 plus three. Okay. Adam. Ooh. We are starting with you, Norman. Outside the crystal. You see the necromancer is doing still their dance, their weird dance moves, their ritualistic moves that you joined in on. And you can see a little hole has appeared on the surface of the crystal. And they're just saying, yes, it's working. It's working. Okay, okay. Let's try and find that soul. Okay, uh, I'll get to work on that. Um, You guys uh, just keep dancing or something. And before you can even continue your dance, you see immediately coming out of the crystal is like a bubble that is expanding and expanding as this bubble becomes a form a bullywug this ethereal see-through translucent blue bullywug with this glazed over white eyes just comes out lurching and expanding out of the crystal like a bubble being blown until they just snap off and you just hear them float into the room and they're dazed and they look at you too they just go these are some ghosty ghosts Norman they are five feet in front of you 
Oh my freaking What do you want to do? Uh, okay. Freak. So, first things first, I make a mental note. Uh, this is not going to go well for all those souls in there. Uh, if this is what happens, I psychic blades my sword with my bonus action. And I, as I draw my rapier and I lunge forward and I just go to cut him down. Just like a slight, I just want to behead him. Okay. Roll to hit. 16 plus 7, 23. Okay. That will hit. Okay. okay. So that's six points of slashing damage. And then with for psychic damage with my psychic blades, 22 points of psychic damage on top of that. So six and 22, 28 points of damage altogether. You decapitate the spirit as it splits its head from its body and evaporates into dust. And I'm just going to shout. I'm going to say, where's Zip? And you continue to slash through and are ready for the next spirit. Okay. As two more bubbles are forming out of the crystal. Zippy, cut to you. You're at the table. Light has illuminated this mountainous valley. The snow is starting to melt. As you see, the the table runway goes for quite a while until it eventually starts arcing up, but it's so far away, and you're just one little rabbit. All the Dibs family that was lazy and asleep has awoken with new energy and is running along the table, climbing up the mountain, doing anything they can to get to that hole in the sky. What are you going to do? And remember... You got no spells. You got no items. I've got no spells. Nope. Shit. What have I been doing for the past 10 minutes, DM? (laughs) (laughs) Talking. Okay, okay. So there's this hole in the sky. I'm kind of midair right now, and everyone else is rushing towards the, uh, the hole. Any way they can. The hole is very far away. It's way up in the sky, but people are trying to climb these large mountains or run along the table uh, until they get to, you know, a higher section of it. What's what's gravity like down here? Regular. Hmm. It's not making it easy on you, man. And it's snow. There's no plant life, eh? Nope. No plant life. Just like some crystals growing out of the ground. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh no what is this I seem to remember DM making quite an impression on one of the crystal beings and I wonder <laughs> and I wonder if the crystal being is like a network and it's all really just one crystal the worm and a goat if I remember and so I rush over to the closest crystal I can see and Jeremy if you can hear me I need some help please you shout into this crystal and as you're shouting it's kind of like glowing it's like it's it's being affected by your voice as you're screaming into it and then you just hear behind you Jeremy! And, and you turn around, and Jeremy's literally right behind you. <laughs> he, he, like, probably was pretty close to you the whole time. He was just covered in snow. He kind of liked you. I, I get on Jeremy. Jeremy! You may not understand, 
But but I need to get up there before all, all these other other people. They're bad people, Jeremy. And if you want to stay your crystal self, we have to make sure they don't they don't get up there. So please, Jeremy, help me. And they start like bucking like a horse and they just seem excited as you mount them and they go and they start climbing up the mountain there's dib family members climbing in their suits and jeremy's like literally like stomping over them pushing them into the mountain as they're climbing over top of them as you're riding on this crystal horse jeremy let's go we can do this i i I feel norman and darian just beyond that please jeremy go And they're, they're going. I'm coming, Norman! Darian! Darian, cut to you. Two spirits. This time, a human and a tiefling, both looking like uh, really ripped spirits. Uh, yeah, you keep that tone when you're dead. What are you going <laughs> to do, Darian? They're five feet in front of you. It's time for you to return back to where you belong. And I dash forward, and I'm going to attack each of them. Okay, roll the hit. Uh, so that's a plus, tw- uh, that's a 26 to hit on the first one. That'll hit. And a natural 20 on the second one. Let's go. You better believe that's going to crit. All right. Roll damage. Uh, it's a 16 total for damage on the first one. And then on the nat 20, uh, that's a 9 times 2, 18 plus 9 uh, for 27 on the second. You slash through one and slash through the other cleanly slicing and both are split and die again and become ghost dust. You hear smiles just say oh, okay, k- keep it up. I'm trying I'm trying to locate them. I mean, let me see, uh, a little of this. Uh, okay, one of those. Uh, do you still have that moldy donut? Uh, yeah, here. And I toss him the moldy donut that I had dropped on the floor. <laughs> and they're working. They're working to to find Zippy. How many souls are in there? I'm guesstimating a couple thousand. Hundred thousand. Uh, okay. Hundred thousand. Oh, gosh. Well, the margin between that's huge. Three bubbles blow out as three more spirits enter the room. And ethereally, and ethereally, they come spiraling out with wands. And they just cast ghostly flame blades and go slashing at each of you. I want to use my rod of absorption to absorb that spell. Okay. A sword comes down and you absorb it, and that ghost is disarmed. Uh, Darian, the blades start swirling like a ghostly hurricane, as each of you must make actually a constitution saving throw. 16 plus 1, 17 for me on the con save. 13 for me. Okay. Darian, you save as these ghostly blades are ethereally passing through your body, giving you a necrotic chill. They should be on fire, but it's very cold. But uh, the, the ghost blades are spinning through as you take only 10 damage because you saved. Uh, but Norman, you take 20 damage. Normandy, your turn. Three spirits in front of you. 
Okay, first off, my reaction on that, I'm gonna use Hellish Rebuke on these guys as my reaction. You point a finger and that creature, uh, and the creature that damaged you is momentarily surrounded by Hellish Flames. I don't know, because it's fire, if it's gonna do double damage, that's up to you. The creature must make a dexterity saving throw. It takes 2d10 fire damage on a failed save. DC, uh, 17. Okay. They fail. Yes. Okay. So, what did I just say? 2d10. Uh, 12 points of fire damage. You do 12 points, but as they are a ghost, they have resistance. And it's halved to six. As you see, they kind of wail in pain. Um... These guys, uh, okay, well, that's my reaction. So now I guess I'll use my action to, uh, and DM, I'm going to do the exact same thing. I'm going to burn another Psychic Blades with a, my bonus action and chant my blade. And I'm going to say, it's time to get back and stay dead this time. And I'm going to roll a hit with my sword. Okay. Okay. Roll the hit. Uh, 14 plus 7, 21. That hits. Okay. So the slashing damage is going to be eight slashing damage plus 5d6 of psychic damage, which will be ugh, just 14. So uh, eight plus 14, uh, 22. Okay. You, one of the ghosts evaporates after being slashed and you cut through to another ghost, which also takes some damage. You see... Alexandre Dumas is in the back and he's like I will not let you fight alone my friends we must save Zippy and get rid of this crystal Dragon Slayer strike and they go with this like buster sword that they have out of a bag of holding at their hip and a giant buster slaying dragon slayer sword with magical energy and they go carving through healing 40 damage they cut Whoa. through, and the two ghosts evaporate. What a waste of 40 damage. <laughs> so, yeah, so what are we doing fighting these guys? <laughs> yeah, I know. Leave it, to, leave it to Dumas. Zippy, back to you. You have just been moving up this mountain on Jeremy, the crystal goat, and you're getting to the pink clouds, and you go through and break out the other side as it's all pink sky above you with the hole in, in up there as well. And you're going up and up, and you can see the table that you were thrown off of before uh, in the distance, uh, the arching bridge of it. Um, you're at that level, and you're going, and you're seeing some of these uh, spirits are like trying to make like a human tower. They're climbing on each other, and then the more advanced ones are flying up on their own, like uh, the other, other Bullywug that you met before. Um, you can see some are flying, but you're moving up this mountain. What do you want to do? Jeremy, we have to beat everyone up there. They're all going for it, but it has to be us. Jeremy, I know you have some power within you. You are part of this crystal. And so that means you're special. Kind of like me. And and it's time for me to return to my friends. Let's do it, Jeremy. I need you to jump over there. 
Let's go! Jeremy, please! And I... I, I encourage Jeremy to jump to the closest person uh, flying up. Okay. I, I, it, Are you about to Mario Yoshi jump I, this guy? I well, no. I, <laughs> no. I mean, I want to. I want Jeremy to land on the. I want to use these people as like step ladders, basically, uh, to get to <laughs> like. I mean, it's ridiculous, and I. It, I. It's gonna be. I tough. understand it'll be tough, but I have. I have animal handling on my side. <laughs> I, I gotta do this. It, it, it's already hard enough coming back from death, and so I'm willing to pay the price. Roll animal handling. That's a 15 plus 8. 23. <laughs> Jeremy, please! You see Jeremy... Here, it's like they understand what you're saying, even though you can't understand them. And they know what they need to do. And they go... And they just, like, start glowing, and they jump off the side of the mountain, arcing through the air, leaving a dust trail behind them as there's, like, a mini crater in the side of the mountain. And you're flying on this powerful crystal goat and land on the back a little unsteadily of one of these wizards. And they're like... They're like struggling to fly they dip down and you can see some other wizards are flying about 10 feet apart from them and they're struggling but they're like maintaining their flights as as you know they're trying to keep steady with this extra weight keep going jeremy the next one now please they start hopping like stepping stones and i'll make you roll for that as we get back to you but next darian you see the ghosts have evaporated, and Smiles is just saying, "Okay, a little bit more, a little bit more. I think I can, I think I can find them. See one in there, uh, uh, one out of a hundred thousand again. No, come on, Darian. You notice a bubble is coming out, a very small one, and only one soul this time. Boo! Pops in front of you, a bullywug." with a large brimmed wizard hat that you can't see their face in a long draping cloak. This looks like some top tier wizard soul before you. And you just hear a low moan. What would you like to do? You know, I never did like wizards much. And I, and with my Guile of the Serpent still active, I'm going to dash at him and with the spectral katana do three more attacks on on him the guy of the serpent gives me the third attack uh that's a 19 plus 12 so 31 <laughs> that uh, hits. that's an 18 total that hits uh and that's a uh a 16 total that does not hit. Lame. Okay. <laughs> give, give me that total damage. 35 plus four force damage. So that's 39 total on both attacks. I rolled pretty well. This for close that time. to being as good as Dumas. This yeah, close. he still one up me <laughs> by one, 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 with point one attack. Of damage. <laughs> 
you go slash and slash and they moan just, as they take that damage. But they're still standing. You son of a bitch. <laughs> and you see they stare up at you and you can just see their eyes underneath the brim of their hat and their dead eyes. And their bullywug hand stretches to reach inside your chest. As in the other hand, they have a wand, a ghost wand, and they point it at you, Norman, as a mage hand appears in front of you, a ghostly mage hand, and that's gonna reach inside your chest. Let me roll to hit. Okay, this one I use my rod of absorption. Okay. The hand appears in front of you and you absorb it away. But Darian, 21. Uh, you got my chest. <laughs> he reaches in and you can feel like there's a hand around your heart as necrotic ice cold damage is seeping into you. Your veins start like popping off your skin as you take gonna be bad. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Only 28 damage. Only 28. Only 28. We're gonna get <laughs> Darian back to back to bloody real quick. Don't worry, everybody. I know you missed, I know you missed bloody Darian uh, right after you got healed, so we'll bring him back. If I had not absorbed that, that would have killed me. Oh. Smiles turns to all of you and says, just a little bit more time. We're almost there. We're almost there. Norman, what would you like to do? One foe stands in front of you. I am going to shout to the crystal. It's gonna, and I'm going to say, They call me Zippy Westboro From the Bremble Patch you know It's beautiful but really uneventful uh, Where everyone knows your name But every carrot looks the same and I'm going to shout, I'm going to say, Zip, guard your mind when you get out of there. And I'm going to use my, I'm going to give him, if I can, a bardic inspiration. Okay. We will see if that goes, we'll see if that goes through uh, when it's Zippy's turn. Okay. I mean, don't, if, if my voice was pitchy, don't let that detriment it. Uh, <laughs> and I will, <laughs> I will, uh, I am going to, I'm going to, look at this wizard and I'm gonna say even I can tell you're just as uncool as me and I'm gonna cast Fish's Mockery okay uh, that's a wisdom save DC 17 they're gonna take uh, 2d4 uh, no 3d4 psychic damage uh, and then if they fail they get a disadvantage on their next attack. Okay, 15. Is that save? No, they fail. So 3d4 psychic damage plus two. So seven points of psychic damage. Heavy hitter for me. And then he gets a disadvantage on his next attack. Okay. And and I say, that's me. Alexandre steps up with his buster sword and says, let's just keep swinging until we Says the rabbit that just chops and does. Oh, 22 damage. Nah, it's something. Yeah, it's not 40. It's not 40 anymore. Uh, but they chop 
and the ghost is just taking all these hits. And we cut to Zippy. Zippy, you are riding this goat, hopping from flying spectral wizard to spectral wizard. And you feel one of the wizards, as you jump to it, they turn and you land on their chest with Jeremy. And they grab Jeremy's legs and start to spin. Please make a strength save. Hold on, Jeremy! <laughs> we couldn't have seen this coming. Uh, that's a nine plus zero would be a negative one if it wasn't for my strength training training with Apophis. They, the ghost is grabbing the goat legs and spinning and the force of it, the rotational force, you're hanging on with all your might to Jeremy, but your hands slip. And you fall away, get thrown off of Jeremy, and are falling back to the clouds. Jeremy! Jeremy looks down at you and goes, And you hear, My name is Zippy Westborough. Norman! Norman, is that you? Keep your mind when you come up here. And you get the inspiration. But Jeremy is screaming and kicking and kicks off the ghost and is falling to try and catch up to you. Jeremy's trying to fall down to catch you again or at least help you in some way. And they're screaming just... What would you like to do? If my theory is correct... Oh boy. Then Jeremy's not only a part of the crystal, as 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 the crystal being a whole being then that also means that something else is also part of the crystal. Jeremy! Call out your other friend! Please, we need him! And the friend I'm referring to is that crystal worm. Jeremy, please, the worm! Bring him out! As I keep falling, and then I... I leave it up to Jeremy. Animal handling or persuasion. Either one. I'll do it. Animal handling. Seth, that is an 18 plus 8. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Jeremy starts to glow. And they just go... <laughs> as they start belting out and echoing into the mountain range. And you start feeling the clouds envelop you. And you're falling through. And then behind you, you hear... (laughs) (laughs) As you land on solid ground surprisingly quickly and you're like rolling and you latch on and claw into this wall as you see you look and you're like looking into a mirror as you're on this giant crystalline worm and you're flying upwards Jeremy skids and lands on the worm too and, and stops near your side as you are riding this worm up through the sky We're all Jeremy down here. (laughs) (laughs) 
They never, they, you can't underestimate Zippy Westboro. Never. <laughs> Jeremy, let's get out of here. You can see you're just flying up and up towards the circle. Ghosts are trying to come now and try and get on the crystal and take you off. The flying ones are trying to fly and like grab you and they're like, you're not worthy. You're not worthy. <laughs> Maybe you all should have made friends instead of just sulked around and just wished you had been out of here. Come on, Jeremy. Let's go. We got a place to be. Norman, Darian, I'm coming. Dexterity saving throw as a ghost tries to clothesline you. That's a six plus nine. That's a uh, six plus three. That's a nine. Okay. The ghost tackles you and you go sliding on the crystal, but you're still on the worm. But you're both kind of like grappling each other, trying to throw the other off as you're riding up and up. Darian, your turn. Still the one ghost in front of you. Does the ghost look like unstable or anything like that? They seem to have some ghostly energy that's kind of like phasing off. They seem to be losing essence. I'm going to cast Protection from Evil and Good as a level one spell. Okay. And so now uh, the creature has... I can... uh, Until the spell ends, one willing creature you touch is protected against certain types of creatures. uh, Aberration, Celestials, Elementals, Fey, Fiends, and Undead. Okay. You protect yourself from good and evil, specifically undead. Uh, You see the ghost is struggling, and they want to get out of here. They start flying around the room and knocking. They're trying to get out of the walls, but the necromancer has blocked in this attic, so magic can't get in in and out like it's it's not it doesn't work that way and they're slamming into the walls ping-ponging off the walls as they just let out a wailing scream attack with disadvantage because i'll roll to hit you guys with it (laughs) (laughs) I'll, i'll use just the the one roll for everybody uh yeah, that's not going to hit. <laughs> so you all cover your ears as just this wail fills the room and they're screaming. Smiles is covering your ears and just says, Duh! Almost there, almost there, almost there. Okay, one little thing and then I'll be able to, I'll, I'll be able to get him. Pick up the pace, Smiles. Don't quit, stay focused. Norman, what would you like to do? I'm going to cast whole person, DM. Okay. To try to just like literally paralyze it mid-flight. I don't know. But no, neither would Norman if this thing, if it's if an undead is counts as a person. Like it's a humanoid. I don't know. That's I'll leave that up to you. But I try to cast it. It has to make a, if it works at all, it will make a wisdom saving throw. With your previous relationship to the king of the deep, I will say you can do this. Ooh, okay. I'll say. I'll say. There's something familiar about the undead. And I cast whole person. I say, stop right there. <laughs> Wisdom save, DC 17. <laughs> they fail. Yes. <laughs> and are held in place like a, like they're being formed into a tube. They're trying to squirm out, but this hold person hand it's like you crafted your own 
undead mage hand that just hold them as Alexandre Dumas picks up his buster sword and goes in for the kill as you hold the ghost there. And they come slashing down and they're like, Ford, pop, pop! And they slash. And they deal 34 damage. And poof! And the buster sword goes through clean. And their head is separated from their ghostly body. And that ghost disperses. And smile turns to you guys as more bubbles are appearing out of the crystal. Smile goes, okay, I've got it. Okay, okay, I've got this bag. Got a little wind here. He's got like a bagpipe with like a long tube nozzle. He's like, okay, I should have it programmed to suck him out. All right, all right, okay, okay. Darian, you seem strong. Here, you do it. What am I doing? You're gonna squeeze that bag. Norman, Alexandre, use magic. Help me just keep a barrier around this crystal because I don't want it to just completely shatter the thing with the force. I kind of put my hand on his shoulder and and my tattoos glow as I just kind of intuitively give him some of my magical support through thaumaturgy or whatever. You see your hand is on smiles. Smiles and uh, Dumas have their hands relatively close around the crystal, basically making like almost like a basketball around it of magical energy as it and one little spurt like nozzle is extending from that magical energy to the nozzle of this bagpipe. And Darian, you're pressing down. Norman, give me a wisdom uh, uh, check and Darian, give me a strength check. And Zippy, you are wrestling with the spirit on the top of the worm as you can see the hole in the sky. What are you gonna do? Uh, as I'm wrestling, uh, how, how close does it look to, to the hole? How close are we getting to the hole? It looks like at the trajectory you're going, you'll be at the hole within like a minute. And is is this person saying anything to me? This uh, this like being that's grappling with me? They're just respond. They just keep saying, "You're not worthy. Us first. You after." <laughs> the only thing I've learned is that you make your own fate here. And then I I look at Jeremy, and I'm just like, "Help me." <laughs> Animal handling. <laughs> Silly thing I can do. Uh, that's a four plus eight, so twelve. Oh we'll gosh. see how that goes. You see, Jeremy goes up and tries to kick them, and they're like, and they're getting kicked. But Jeremy's hind hooves aren't doing enough. They're still strangling you and, and trying to just throw you off. They actually grab you and fly off of Jeremy. And they just go to throw you off the worm. And you're released and falling. The worm is getting further away from you. Jeremy is freaking out. What do you want to do? There's other ghosts flying around as well. Jeremy's still on the back of the worm. The worm is rising to the hole. Uh, as I'm falling, there's people beside me like that are still flying up around me. Yep. 
I shout to the closest one while I'm falling. Um. Hey! I, I know Verulius! Trust me, if you help me get out of here, oh, there'll be tons of riches for you! Persuasion check. That was a natural one. Oh. Okay, I, n- never mind, DM. I'm using my inspiration point. Uh, <laughs> I clear my throat. Um, excuse me. Uh, <clears throat> and, and I'm that, just like, the one that that you said it to the first time ignored you completely. But another one's flying by. <clears throat> oh boy, Verulius is gonna be so happy to see me when he comes out. Oh boy, all that riches that I'm owed. And I'm hoping someone hears that. <laughs> it tries to bring me up with them. <laughs> All right, roll persuasion. And uh, don't forget to add your bardic inspiration from uh, Normandy. 1d4, right? How oh, true. Yeah, it, it's a 1d8, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, okay, roll that. So I rolled a 10 plus 4 with the bardic inspiration. I can. I'm getting inspired by Norman. And uh, with persuasion, I have a plus 8. So I have a natural. 22. 22. <laughs> <laughs> one, one ghost flying up. Here's that and it's like, oh man. Will you give me some? Hell yeah! You got it! And, and they, swooped, they swooped out and grab you and they start carrying you, raising you and flying you up. The worm to your left, you're relatively close. You're flying. All these spirits that can fly are... Co- uh, colliding at the hole. Zippy. The hole starts crackling with energy. Darian, Norman, what did you get on your rolls? I got a 10. You see Darian initiate the fury of the lion and you see a mane appear around his head as you hear a lion's roar and he got an 18. Sick. White mane of white hair. You see the energy of the bubble around it is is collapsing slightly. It's unstable since Norman rolled bad, but Darian, you are pumping this bagpipe, sucking in as hard as it can be. And Zippy, you see at the hole in the sky, a funnel of magical energy is coming out. And just while it's sucking on the other side, it's blowing air on this side, pushing the spirits away. All the spirits are like being flown away, thrown, except you, Zippy. The spirits, the one that's riding you, let's go as they're blown away, flying, and they're like, ah, say, remember me, I'll I'll get out soon, you owe me, you owe me. And you fall and land on the worm since it was relatively close. And the worm is still going up. All the spirits except you have been like, expunged from the hole. This is a one-way street for only one soul right now. Zippy Westboro. Back from the dead. Jeremy looks at you and just nods. Wow. And bows its head for you to ride it. I get on Jeremy for that final ride. The worm is extending and arcing, and it's arcing its back just underneath the portal. As Zippy, you're riding along this worm, 
and you can see a, it, it's like looking through a fisheye lens you can see this attic and you can see Darian Norman Alexandre Dumas for some reason and also a spider person but you see it it's 15 feet above you the portal and you can feel it call over you can see them Jeremy looks up and turns their head towards you and just goes oh, oh. yes Jeremy yes <laughs> yes yes Jeremy <laughs> I I give uh, I give um, Jeremy a little rub on the top of his head and say thank you Jeremy I'll never forget you Although our time was short. Oh shit, I'm missing the jump! Bye! <laughs> <laughs> and I jump. And oh. you feel your soul body collapsing in on itself as, as if you're being thrown through like a washing machine, tumbling, just compressing and it's stretching as you're being pulled out of the crystal. And... Darian, Norman, you're doing all you can. Smiles is just saying, it's not working. And you see one bubble is being produced out of the crystal. Darian, Norman, you can tell the bubble starts spawning two ears. You know who's coming. It's working. You can't believe it. It's working. And then you see Zippy, his soul, his ghost form is extending out. And then pop, you fall back. The energy explodes. The magic that was holding the crystal explodes. Uh, Smiles runs over, grabs a cork, and just slams it on the top of the little crystal, plugging the hole as the ritual fades and they grab the crystal before it falls to the floor. And Zippy's soul starts swirling around the room. And then naturally is drawn to its body. And you sink into it, Zippy. And the room goes silent. And Darian, Norman, you stand up and you're like, did, did it work? And, and, Dumas is picking himself up, dusting himself off. Smiles is wiping the sweat off their mask and smiling just ever so large as Zippy. You feel as if you're coming out of a dream. Your eyes flutter and boo. You're awake in your body. I sit up and I look at everyone around me and all I say is I'm back. <laughs> and that's where we're going to end the episode. To be back.